I'm Shane Elliott, the uh, CEO of ANZ Bank, and I'm here with one of my great colleagues, Vishnu Shahani. Vishnu is our country head for Singapore, and he's also the head of Southeast Asia, India, India and the Middle East. And um, Vishnu is about to be retiring after a very long and uh, great career, actually, at ANZ. He's done, had many, many roles, had a huge impact in those roles, and also really culturally, because he's actually worked with so many people over the years. So, uh, Vishnu, great to talk to you. Thank you, Shane. So tell us, 42 years, I think, if I'm not mistaken, where did you start in the bank? So I started in a bank called Greenlays, Shane, that was in India, in Calcutta, 1980. That's an extraordinary... Now, of course, Greenlays, it's interesting. If you go to India today, people still remember Greenlays. If you say you work at ANZ Bank, they say, ah, Greenlays. So it was yeah. a very famous bank. What attracted you to banking? Well, at that point of time, I had no idea what I wanted to do, Shane. Uh, the banks came into university to interview. They paid the best. They had a good brand and, you know, banking sounded fun. And I used to live in a, in a condo, which was largely occupied by foreign banks uh, or senior bank executives. So the combination of, you know, just it was the sexy thing to do. It paid good money and they trained well. But I had no idea. I had no idea about a career in banking. Never, never planned. Now, something obviously um, made you stick around. Um, you've had a lot of diversity. What made you? What made you sort of grow? And I know you love it, and I know you're really passionate about what you do. What, what really were some of the trigger points in your career that really taught you to love uh, the impact that banks have across uh, the community? Banks invested a hell of a lot. At least Greenlays and ANZ invested a lot in training. I, I attended many, many training programs, and it worked well. I had many opportunities, you know, to, to do different things, to see different markets, to work in different countries. And we had a fantastic group of executives around who invested in, in our development. And it was just, the grounding was so solid that, and then, then the opportunities just flow from there. And now I know um, from working with you that one of the things you're very passionate about is your customer relationships. And I know you maintain many of them, even in some of the customers that you knew from your time here in Australia, which were probably many, many years ago when you actually directly dealt with them, but you still maintain contact. What, 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 is, what is it about you know, that customer contact that you look, look to? So when, when you talk about banking, Shane, you know, the jobs that have excited me had always three ingredients to it. One was customers, the other was a PNL, and, and the third was a large team of people. And I've always believed banking is a people's business. You know, I was taught from day one that banking was all about customers. And it's such fun. You learn so much from customers, you build such great networks, you, you build friendships. And you can always count on them, you know, to, to support you when you need, you know. And, and in, in many markets, I've seen banks actually make a significant impact on the wealth creation of our customers. So, you know, the, these, are, these are relationships and networks that we are fortunate. We get paid to do that. I, I've got paid to build a network and build a relationship. Why won't you do it? It's just the most interesting part of the job. Now, I was um, downstairs before chatting to a bunch of people about leadership, and I was commenting on the fact that when you talk to people who've been had long careers, like yourself, like me, 
Um, often, and I don't want to put words into your mouth, you tell me if it's true or not, but often when you, they think about some of the highlights, some of the highlights they had in their career were actually some of the toughest times, like working through a crisis. Absolutely. You just want to talk that through like, hey, was that true for you? When? And, and why do you think that is? What, 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 what makes those memorable experiences? Well, well, first of all, you learn. You know, when you make a mistake or you see other mistakes, you learn from it. So the first big blow up I had was in the first year of joining the bank. I was a graduate. I was a trainee looking after a branch, and there was a fraud committed in that branch. I almost lost my job. That, that wasn't such a pleasant impact because it has a personal impact on, on you. But over the years, as you know, I, I've had some very interesting and challenging roles. One of them was in Australia, where I was asked to, to go into a certain department, and there was a large issue that we had to deal with. I was told it's going to be a few months. It ended up being about a year or two running with it. But, you know, for me personally, a challenge brings a lot of excitement. If there isn't a problem in the role to solve and you're just cruising, it's, it's it, you know, after a while, that fun goes out of it. You know, recently I went to uh, another very interesting market in Indonesia, you know, where you learn from the challenges of the economy, the challenges of banking, sometimes the challenges of the bank that we have. So I think the learning element, uh, the, the excitement of fixing a problem, the satisfaction of actually doing something that's added value to the organization, that you fixed an issue and, and you know, you laid a stronger foundation and you move on. To me, that, that's, you know, been the, the most exciting part of uh, the, the career that I've had. Yeah. You have had a career and you've had sort of multiple careers all in the same organisation, if you will, and you've had lots of change. I mean, don't have time to go through all the diversity in your, how, but I get asked a lot by young people or people in mid-career about, so how did you make decisions about the next role? Like, you know, whether you would evaluate when things came up or when you were asked to look at certain things, how did you in your own mind sort of evaluate whether it was the right thing for you to do? So sometimes you, you, you don't, you, you know, you don't have to spend too much time thinking about the opportunity. So let me give you some sort of uh, examples. I mean, I chose to be on the corporate side of banking as opposed to the retail side of banking. So that was a, a choice that I made uh, early in the career, and I stuck to that. So there was you know, a certain element of uh, a choice that I had made. Then within the corporate bank, I chose to do very diverse roles. And I put my hand up at times for things that people found to be very odd from a, a traditional career. So for example, when I was the state manager of corporate banking in Victoria. Fantastic role, really enjoyed it, great clients. I spent four years and I said, it's time for a change. And I said to my line manager at the time that I wanted to go and work in risk. And I did that, but I said I would only spend X number of years in risk and then move out. And when that time came to move out of risk, I said, look, I want to go and study. I want to go and do something different. I wanted to go and do an executive MBA. I said, I don't want to die wondering what an MBA is all about. So I went and did it. Then came a time to move to a different geography. So I, I, think, I think the opportunities for everyone is out there staring at us. 
And you've got to take that opportunity and not constantly worry about that hierarchical progression, which unfortunately has been ingrained into corporate life. Yes. Every time you move, you must have a promotion or you must get a bigger. Yeah. That's, that's a very unfortunate, narrow way with which people have traditionally looked at life. Um, and I think, I think that's going to change. Uh, but the sooner we start thinking about what my CV looks like, what, what I'm actually building for myself, the better for all of us. And there's plenty of opportunities for everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Hey, um, we talked about the things that you learned about banking and all those things, but typically along these, these journeys, you learn a lot about yourself as well. What, what have you learned about yourself that you didn't know as a result of just your sort of extraordinary career? Well, for, for a start that, you know, um, that I'm a very loyal individual, you know, so that loyalty and trust and, you know, is something that I learned that the organization and, and me, you know, it was a sort of a two-way street. I learned that I was quite an introvert when I started my career. You know, when I kept doing Myers-Briggs and it kept telling me that I'm, you know, ISTJ, that I'm introverted, I said, oh, I can't be right. And, and, you know, really, I spent a lot of time in the early days and even, even today thinking about myself, knowing who am I? Who am I as a person? Who am I as a leader? And I genuinely believe I'm very self-conscious. I know what my strengths are and I absolutely know my weaknesses. And, and the areas for development. So for example, one of the things that I'm very passionate about is speaking up. I've always spoken up for the things that matter. And when I did in the early days, it wasn't associated with a positive leadership trait. Today, when you talk of speak up and culture, it means people think about it as a positive. Many years ago, it was a negative. But I knew that was me, Shane. I knew that I'm not going to change. No. And, and, and at the end of the day, I pay the price or get the benefit of who I am as a person. So I think what it taught me was a lot of self-awareness. And I think for leaders, self-awareness is probably the most critical aspect. And the other point I'd make is, is values. You know, when, when I saw my personal values and the organization values aligned, and off late, you've done a splendid job articulating the values of the organization. It makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference about, you know, making sure you're confident and you, you, you're aware of, of your values. So I think in summary, self-awareness, Shane, is, is what I've learned. Great. Well, thank you for that. There's a lot to take away in that uh, short conversation about uh, careers and the diversity that's really important and careers. The point there you say about that, you know, I agree with you. When your values and the organization's values align, when there's that shared view of what's right, that obviously makes for a very different relationship with an employer. And of course, also the idea, I think, in your particular case, and mine actually, and a lot of people, is your ability to have a career within a career. Like you can have diversity, you can have change, but I love the, I fully agree with you, that idea of pushing yourself to be, to create a broader portfolio of skills rather than this, this incessant need to, sort of go up the ladder, um, which doesn't always work out for people. But look, hey, thanks very much. And um, congratulations on a really terrific 42 years in the bank. That's had a massive impact in 
no doubt we will will be all sorts of uh, events and celebrations and thank yous for just to acknowledge the great impact you've had right across so many parts of ANZ. Thank you, Vishnu. Thank you, Shane, for giving me the opportunity.